Welcome to Tencent Beer Life. Hey, what's up, Brian? How you doing? Welcome back to Tencent Beer Life. Hey, buddy. How's it going? All right, good. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a weird week, but uh, here we are. Yeah, you had some crazy shit happen, huh? Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to come out of the come out of the gate with this one. Yeah, man. Uh, I was telling you about it uh, before the show started. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a, a van at uh, my place of employment was stolen. Um, and I just assumed that it was gone forever. And uh, I got a call Sunday at 1 a.m. from the Canton Police Department saying they have found my van and if could I come pick it up? And I couldn't because I was drunk because Sunday 1 a.m. follows Saturday night. <laughs> um, so I went down Monday and got this recovered, this stolen van. And a hobo has been living in the van for the past two, two and a half weeks. Is he a motivational speaker? And was it down by the river? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was at a sheets and he's a heroin addict. <laughs> oh, good. I thought that there was a big ass knife involved. Yes. Yeah, so I just, I showed up and it was like the police, I was like, what happened? They were like, I don't know. And they couldn't tell me literally anything about it. And so there was a, a fucking hunting knife just sitting on the dashboard. Um, some other things that led me to believe that uh, he was a junkie. Uh, there was some makeup in there. So he was probably, uh, you know, getting his Peter sucked in my work van. There you uh, go. Pretty tight, dude. Uh, he uh, had uh, some baby seats, so he had his kids over. Gas cans where he was stealing gas from people to keep this thing moving because he didn't have money. Uh, what else? I found a brass knuckle, just one, which is. Are you keeping you know, all these things? Are these yours now? I, I let people like uh, you know rummage. Like, what, what what do you guys want from this hobo? And then somebody somebody wanted. Uh, <laughs> The uh, rope that he was tied off with, and uh, I had to fire them because I was like, oh, you're a junkie. You got to go. <laughs> um, I would have wanted the, the knife or the brass knuckles. I feel like those are nice mementos. What did it smell like in there? Uh, cigarettes is what it smelled like. And gotcha. uh, the guy was is a guy. Um, he had a chain, and I found his clothing in the back. So I put together that it was a man, and he, he had a girlfriend, or he was just riding around crushing puss because i found some makeup in there which you know good for him he had put curtains up in this thing like he was really really just like living in it paint so. some sort of viking on a pegasus mural on the side yeah no 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 Back he carpeting to, and some chandeliers no nah, he was sleeping next to a gas can and uh there was you know he's sleeping on top of a knife and stolen cell phones and uh some book bags uh he must have entrepreneurial up spirit yeah, he must have got picked up. He was at a gas station, and I found a, a bag. Uh, you know, he just got some food or something at this gas station, and uh, there was a uh, – one of the items was a king-sized uh, peanut butter Snickers bar that uh, nobody's really uh, like this, but I ate it. It was sealed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Fuck it. I said, I'm eating this candy bar, like – uh, it's disgusting. You know that guy was pumped about that Snickers too. He he had he had probably just 
sold off maybe a little extra gasoline or he had, uh, you know, blown somebody in the back of that car. He got a little extra cash. He, he went for the king size snicker. He didn't even go for the regular size one. And then you stole that man's trophy and you put it in your belly. Well, he stole my van. So it was at least, Fair you enough. know, the least I could do is uh, eat his snicker. But would you have eaten the candy bar? Because everybody I tell, they're like, no, I'm like, it was sealed. I mean, yeah. Peanut butter snicker. Okay, cool. I would cool. eat the candy bar, absolutely. Yeah. Cool, okay. There was a bag of Cheetos in there, like a, a grocery store-sized bag, not like a $1.29 Cheeto. Uh, <laughs> I didn't eat those. I threw them out. It's just Why? Was I, it open? I don't know. Well, because I was trying to – I was like, does anybody want these? And everybody gave me like this dirty fucking look, like they're going <laughs> to eat after this hobo. And I was like – I already ate a candy bar. And then I, I told the one guy, I was like, take them home to your kids. And he just, he was like, I fucking hate you. And uh, so I just threw those away. I drank a bottle of water that was sealed too. Um, it wasn't open. There was an open water. I didn't drink that one. I'm not disgusting. Uh, but the, yeah, it just, it smells like cigarettes. And um, it reminds me of my childhood running around <laughs> with my dad. It is construction work fan, except, you know, this guy was uh, there were drugs in there. I'm assuming, and you didn't. It wasn't you that got it stolen, right? You weren't the no, one. With the no, I'm not an idiot. Yeah, no, <laughs> I got it. I got it, and it was. Uh, I think I mentioned it last week. We uh, got COVID, so I had to call my boss on a Friday morning and go, uh, "Hey, uh, just wanted to let you know that uh, one of our vans just got stolen off of the street, and uh, my wife." Just called me and she tested positive for COVID. So I got to leave work immediately and I can't deal with any of it. <laughs> uh, it sucked. I mean, we got through it and uh, yeah. you know, everything's good. And I got the van back. Dude, he had my favorite thing is he had like his um, his chain was hanging from the rear view mirror, you know, and it's a cross and it's got three like key key looks like old timey skeleton keys or whatever. All right. On there too. And I'm like, I think I'm going to start wearing this chain around. It's just oh, yes, not that it. chain. That's your yeah, that, that's your spoils of war. Yeah, dude, diamonds in it too. Real, I'm. Mean, they got to be real, you know. And no, I don't think that they got to be real by any means. <laughs> no, they're probably not. He would have pawned them, but you know, I'm going to tell everybody they're real. And I got oh, a nice yeah. leather leather book bag out of it. Um, the guy had nice underwear. I mean. <laughs> Like he had those like athletic, like I would never spend the money on the type of underwear that he had. Like they were just too much. I strictly wear that kind of underwear. What um, like the really high end, like nice big elastic, like I am one hundred percent my entire collection of underwear at this point is under armor. Damn, dude. It's not how much, that expensive? how much does it cost? A two pack, I typically buy them on sale at this point. I'll get a two pack for around twenty five bucks. Damn, twelve dollars and fifty cents for. A but pair they laugh. I have pairs that 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 are are like six years old, where like the waistband looks like it's it's a little worn down, but like no holes, feel great. Like treat yourself. Where get the Under Armour ones? I bought some of the nicer, uh, you know, the the moisture wicking fabric from Costco. Uh, there you go. And, was, and the, dude, they're pretty tight, but uh. I bought some athletic ones. Uh, they were Hanes, and I was like, "These are garbage." But you got the ones with the thick ass, that thick ass like underwear band. Some of them have that. Not all of them. Most of them actually probably do at this point. 
this dude had the thick ass underwear band, and I was like, God damn, dude, these these are more than these are nicer than anything I own. But everything else, I mean, just smelled disgusting. I couldn't smell anything over the cigarettes. Uh, a lot of air freshener in there. Like he had like three cans of like dollar store for breeze and uh i don't know some like candle thing i i don't know if that was for the women or not but it's uh yeah it almost smells worse than the cigarettes uh so it was very exciting uh, maybe he was huffing it who knows oh dude speaking of huffing it that's a great point uh we got some emails uh three of them were asking about halftime huff all right. People are, people are real interested in this. All right. I'm not naming names. I'm not, I'm not taking down any establishments, but the halftime huff is the thing. I mean, and really, you don't yeah. do you need to go there to do it. I mean, just do it from home. It's COVID. Be safe. Yeah. Get your own VCR cleaner. And if you, you can't find VCR cleaner, I'm sure you can Google a, a good alternative thing. I mean, who do they just stockpile VCR cleaner? I don't I don't even know. I've never even seen it. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if that's something that's still being made just to get high under the guise of cleaning VCRs, kind of like uh, like fake urine is is mm-hmm. supposed to be uh, a fetish product. Actually, did you know that? Oh, really? That's like you know they, you can't just make fake pee and go. This is for fraud. <laughs> this is for for passing drug tests at work when you don't want to stop doing drugs. You can't just market that product. Um, but you can market realistic urine for for safe fetish practices, <laughs> like like uh, the bath salts too. Like that was the thing. They're like these are bath salts, and that's what they were calling the drug at that point. But they called it that <laughs> because they were saying you were supposed to dump it in a bubble bath, which is I didn't. I never knew that. I I had assumed that it was something about how they looked, and that was like a a nickname for it. So no, I didn't they, know that. You can't sell life-altering drugs at a yeah. uh, corner store, but you can sell bath salts. So that's and, what they were marketing them as. And dick pills. Rhino dick pills. Rhino dick pills. I've never taken dick pills. I'm worried about my heart. I probably would love rhino dick pills. but They're, They sell uh, erectile dysfunction drugs on fucking Groupon now. Really? Yes. You can get some dick pills on uh, some hard dick pills, not some some big dick pills. Big dick pills don't exist. I've they don't. Into- Rogan has a great, a great <laughs> uh, bit about that. About like if if big dick pills were actually a thing, don't you think we'd all have big dick pills? It would. It would be the most popular drug on the planet. Yeah, guys would just be walking around with wheelbarrows in front of them, wheelbarrowing around their big dongs. And I think he said something along the lines of slack jaw being the hot look at the nightclubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I would definitely take big dick pills, and I wouldn't stop. It'd be like steroids in baseball. I would just, <laughs> I'd become an animal. I'd become an animal. Just... You want to know? It's a, a fun uh, uh, urban legend that I still found is like a, a thing going on. Do you remember when we were kids that people thought that Mountain Dew made your dick shrink? I was just talking about this. Were you today? And I, because I was drinking a Mountain Dew, and I said it, the reason I'm drinking Mountain Dew is because it lowers your sperm count. That's what I've always heard is. The sperm count thing. I had I had heard that it actually shrunk the size of your dong as a kid. That was like a thing, and it's apparently like it's it's obviously not true. And it's like yellow number five was the the item in there that was supposed to do it. But yellow number five is in fucking everything. It's not shrinking dicks. <laughs> I, I just remember hearing the sperm thing, and I was like, dude, that's kind of tight as a 
adult that doesn't want kids, I'm gonna start drinking more Mountain Dew. But there you so go. Th- that was the whole, there was a real theory. It was a real thing, huh? Oh yeah, and and like I worked promotional uh, things for Mountain Dew for a couple years on and off. And like I'd get people come up to me as we were doing tastings, and go, "Is this going to shrink my dick?" And I'd be like, "Absolutely, it will." Yeah. <laughs> You're doing hundred percent, hundred percent. Mountain Dew tastings. Yeah, like when uh, when Kickstart Mountain Dew rolled around. So I used to do these things called promos, promo gigs. So like you know when you go to like uh, a big event and there's like a big branded vehicle, like a Coke or a Mountain Dew thing, and then there's some asshole standing there in a Mountain Dew shirt, just like pouring little shots for you to taste the new kind. Those hey, people dude, are making. Yep. Hey, yeah, you want to come check out the new Kickstart by Mountain Dew? I mean, I never told people my name, but it was a similar pitch. Yes. <laughs> yes. You guys uh, look extreme. <laughs> those things pay twenty dollars an hour. That's that's pretty tight. It's insane. All you can drink Mountain Dew. I mean, I'm diabetic, so no. <laughs> <laughs> In theory, but, but like I, I took home so much of that shit. Like they would just like they had so much left at the end of the night and they didn't want to take it back to the um, like the customer because Mountain Dew is the customer and independent marketing organizations would set these things up. So they didn't want to take a bunch of product back. So they're like, we need to get rid of this. And they just we'd fill our cars and I would trade that shit for like video games and like Chipotle gift cards. It was amazing. It was another form of (laughs) currency for me. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I had a buddy that worked in a factory right out of college uh, that. Uh, just made like generic soda cans or pop cans. Excuse me, I say soda, but it's Ohio pop. Yeah, you just so he would he would steal these things. And his whole he had this whole scam. He's, the guy's always scamming and trying to come up with things. Uh, I convinced him like you should just start bringing him all this free pop, this cheap pop. We'll drink it or just dump it out and then drive to Michigan and cash them in at ten cents a can. You're getting them for free, and he started doing it. I don't know if he ever yeah. made the trip or not, but. <laughs> Danny was always scamming. We, uh, I, I'm one of the promos I did. W- the greatest job I've ever had. I played. I was doing this thing for Nintendo. I was like, it was at South Park Mall, and they set up the 3DO or not the 3DO. The, the 3DS had just come out, and they had like a, a setup for that and the Wii. And they put us there for like 40 hours a week at 20 bucks an hour for six weeks. And we just like, if anybody came through, we'd show them the new games. And they told us when people aren't there, play the game. So you know them better. I was playing Mario Kart professionally for six weeks and it was amazing. They started like way before kids got out for school and they had us in the mall during the day. It's easily the best job I've ever had. I like that more than stand up even. <laughs> yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. amazing. Nothing. You could have just keep rolling that over. No, they're like that's the thing with those promo gigs. They're like that's the 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 downfall is that something rolls into town, you work a bunch of hours real quick, and then it's gone. Is time to search for new jobs. Uh so how do you, how do you get involved in that? Like, I mean, do you got not that I'm gonna say like you're some hot dude or something? But I am a hot probably, dude. I'm very much a hot dude. I'm a promotion. You're bald. You're bald. So. <laughs> But I mean, you look like, I mean, you got, you got a certain look like me. I'm a fat dump. So I imagine they don't want me <laughs> slapping out their product. I worked I with mean, some fat dumps. I worked with some fat dumps. Well, video games and Mountain Dew, I kind of fit the, uh, you know. <laughs> but if you're doing like Jägermeister shots at a bar, like they're not hiring me to like. Well, they didn't hire around. me either for that. That yeah. is strictly pretty girls that they choose for that. 
Um, but like, I, I mean, I've, I have worked gigs where I was technically like my contract said promotional model. I've done modeling and that's hilarious to me. That's awesome. Oh well, yeah. You're famous. I've seen you on TV model or, you know, you're an actor too. So I am a spokesperson. Spokesperson. Yep. Is that correct? Are you allowed to talk about that? Probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. Sure. Probably shouldn't go from, uh, you know, huffing VCR cleaner <laughs> and yeah, we'll uh, dick drinking periods. Do you remember, did you ever smoke cigarettes? I did for a while. I, I'm chewing nicotine gum as we speak because nicotine <laughs> still has a, its claws in me. Yeah, I went from yeah, chewing yeah. tobacco starting at around 17, and then that got out of control. And then once I was done with football, uh, I was smoking black and milds quite a bit and then into cigarettes. And then I vaped for a few years. Uh, I just quit that a few months ago. You sound like uh, every person from Lima. <laughs> yeah, all my friends were smoking blacks, and then I was like, that's disgusting. And they're like, yeah, I know. I'll just start smoking cigarettes. I'm like, that's not not. I not feel sure. like I had a, a lot less of a strong reaction to the black and milds than I did cigarettes because, A, I would smoke the wine ones because I did like that flavor a little bit better. And then, B, like no matter what, people like the smell of the black and milds better. I mean, it's harsher on you because I inhaled everything and freaking it was never like uh anything that i had the the time patience or hand dexterity for so did you get those wood tips those i would those do the wood tips. Whip tips hell yeah dude. i would do the wood tips yeah People i smoked those them. for a while i would tip. smoke i'd go out drinking and i'd smoke and inhale an entire pa- five pack of black amounts in a night that's pretty pretty on par with everybody that i know from lima they're just i never smoked black amounts but uh where then you put them out and then you keep them in your pocket and your pants reek. And then when you're shit faced later in the night, you're trying to light them off the stove when there's like a <laughs> millimeter left of it. And you're putting your face like uh, that millimeter close to the flame. I used to do that shit all the time. I lit paper plates on fire to try and like actually <laughs> light these things. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I vaping quitting. That was difficult. Vaping. Holy shit. Did that stuff have its hooks in me? I would do it in my sleep. Like if I slept with it next to me, I'd, I'd hit it in my sleep. Um, and now that I've quit, I feel zero difference. I don't feel any physical difference from vaping or not vaping. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So were you vaping while passing out the samples of Mountain Dew? Uh, no, that was cigarettes at that wow. point. That's uh, I wish. Extreme. Uh, yeah, that would be so extreme. Dude, you would have so like, got everybody. You would have sold so much Mountain Dew. <laughs> no, the reason I remember... I brought up there my favorite promotional people was like when I was in college. I don't know, you're a little bit younger than me, but not too much. You'd go to the bar and there would just be hot girls handing out free cigarettes. And yes, dude, that was so fun. I would go there and like my friends who didn't smoke, I'm like, give me all the cigarettes. And I'd leave the bar with six, seven, eight packs of cigarettes. Yeah. But one That's night a, we a fucking like $30, $40 score right there. I do the same thing. Amazing. And then like all their parents would start getting cigarette coupons mailed yeah. to their house and they'd like get a call from their angry mother who's you know a conservative republican from lima just <laughs> freaking out because their baby started smoking when they went to the big city but i, I, I had similar shit like that all the time i do that with like the cigarettes with grizzly wintergreen uh, my my favorite chewing tobacco back in the day oh, i'd have everybody God. sign everything that they could and then their parents would be getting like chewing tobacco notices in the mail and <laughs> different friends got in trouble for that we went one night we went to the bars and i got a bunch of free cigarettes and then we went to a strip club like hammered like at the end of the night and i go back and this girl's like i'm gonna give you a dance i'm like sure whatever i could care less 
<laughs> so I'm sitting there and I got all these cigarettes bulging in my pocket and I'm already like a big guy and she, she's like dancing and she just stops. She's like, what's in your pockets? It's jamming into my eyes. And I just pull out all these cigarettes and she goes, Jesus Christ. And she just walked out of the room. <laughs> I thought you said you were going to tip her with them like prison currency. No, no. I was just so drunk. I was like, oh, these are my cigarettes. And I just started pulling six, seven packs of cigarettes out of my jean pockets. That's hilarious. And she's just disgusted by me at that point. How long ago did you quit smoking? Uh, over a year. Yeah, so, congratulations. Uh, what did you thanks. do for it? Uh, I went to the hospital, and they told me, you're a disgusting human. You need to quit, Ted. So I cut that out. I will use a jewel from time to time if I'm drinking, but like, yeah. I won't touch it if I'm sober. So just, just to get through the social lubrication of the cigarette, I use a jewel. But other than that, I don't, I don't need it. I don't smoke in the morning. I don't smoke after work. Good for you. Another, yeah, so it's not bad. I mean, I it's the equivalent of nicotine gum. It's I'm just not as cool if you're, you know, out and your buddy's smoking a cigarette. I'll walk out there with you and then yeah. pop it a gum that doesn't do anything for me. I'm all gum and patches at this point. I got oh both. the patch, dude. Did you get crazy dreams? Uh yes, very much so. Like and I as I understand it, COVID has caused people to have crazy dreams, like especially early on when nobody was interacting with anybody. I'm still in that, that stage. Like I actually over the weekend, my girlfriend's uh, mom and stepdad came into town and they had like an hour to kill before their Airbnb was available. And like, they were the first two people to step foot in my apartment since February. Damn. Other than me and my girlfriend, they're the first two people we let in. So I'm still in that point of not having all that much human interaction. And then you throw in the nicotine, which I guess fucks with receptors in your brain. And for a while, I was having acid trip dreams that would like, I'd wake up, I'd go back to sleep. They continue right where they left off. They were so vivid and detailed. It was bananas. Like if you are looking like, you know, a lot of people get drug tested for different things and are always looking for alternatives. <laughs> Go to sleep with a, with a patch on, have yourself a good time. It's wild. That's wild. It's you, wild. You will remember every detail. Like I, I, I remember when I tried it, like I went bowling and I couldn't tell the difference between like, I, I really thought we went bowling, you know, and it was, it was fucking real. They say that's what Chantex do. It, it'll give you the crazy dreams and it makes people go crazy. That's one of the side effects. Because you can't tell what, reality. I, reality or, you know, sleep state. What's that? What were we I, think, I think it's more intense from what I understand because it gives you suicidal thoughts and shit. Oh, so you're in your dreams going, kill me, kill me. <laughs> kill John Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> you just had a nicotine patch. Yeah. Well, we might as well get into sports at this point. Yeah, we, we, we've just kind of went off. It was all right. There were no Browns this week. I, I'm, I'm sitting pretty confident with them. I, we don't have to spend a bunch of time on them. Um, uh, Nick Chubb coming back is going to be huge. I think Nick Chubb's going to blow up in this first game versus the Texans. The Texans can't stop shit. Um, and it's going to be a high-scoring affair because we can't stop shit. And Deshaun Watson's still very good. Uh, they, they have a very interesting strategy of going with a bunch of smaller wider receivers as opposed to when they had DeAndre Hopkins um, being the all-world, possibly best wide receiver in the game for the past several years, and then they got rid of him for nothing. It wasn't even a salary dump. It was just the ultimate Bill O'Brien move to trade him for David Johnson, Yeah, I don't. also had a big salary. Was that just like a 
I, you're not bigger than the program move. I don't, I don't really remember what exactly why it happened. It was, I just remember being like, damn, what a trade. I think it's just Bill O'Brien being dumb. And I like, I know that DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins was getting ready for another big contract coming up, but like, if you're going to keep paying David Johnson on this, this contract, like why the fuck, why would you just pay a little bit extra for DeAndre Hopkins skill set, as opposed to a running back who has not been healthy over the years? I don't know. It's weird. There's been a new trend too of in the past, you'd only see guys get traded for draft picks. And then like the last few years, it's like the player swaps. And it's, yeah, I think that's more fun. It, yeah. Yeah. Why not? I, uh, I mean, I, I wish that the Browns would have, have been able to figure out like, you know, you see these trades like a Calais Campbell for, for what was that? A fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. And the, um, you know, Yannick and got picked up for a, a late round pick from the Vikings who had given up a, a higher pick. Like it's so like, why aren't we doing any of this? And we did it with Jarvis. That's, that was one of the things I liked most about uh, Dorsey was that he was looking for those kinds of trades, people that are not happy in their organization, organizations failing. They want to get some money off the books. Like, yeah, let's, let's take it on. Let's see if a, a new surrounding is going to help them. I I'd like to see the Browns do more of that. And I hope it was hoping they would. Uh, we had talked a little bit last time about the trade deadline, but we, you know, we stood stood pat, so we just need Wyatt Teller to come back. Nick Chubb's coming back. Let's fucking run the Austin goddamn Hooper. Ball. Austin Hooper's back. Austin Hooper's back, but I don't think I think that no, you know, the, the tight end situation's so deep. And, and you know, I said it last time. Kareem Hunt was not the replacement for Nick Chubb that everybody thought he was going to be, and, and maybe that was usage. I, a part of it was usage. You know, in, in that game versus. Um, the Raiders, which we were told we didn't talk enough about, they, 14 carries just isn't enough. It's not. And and then you only target him three times in the passing game. That's not enough. You have to run the offense through him in, in a game like that. Like it, I get that he was a little bit banged up, but you got to at least try or you know give Dearness Johnson the ball. But we could not move the ball. We got bullied on the other side. They gave over 30 carries to... Um, why Jacobs. Jacobs? I want to call him Brandon Jacobs, but I know that was that giant Giants running back. <laughs> yeah, he was huge. Um, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. But you know, you you have to figure out a way, and that's that's supposed to be the Stefanski offense. And you know, in the Raiders game as well as the Ravens game this year, they they abandoned what the actual foundation of that offense is supposed to be. So, you know, Nick Chubb coming back and being that fantastic zone runner that he is, I. This should be a smash spot versus uh, the Texans for him, and I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, there's tickets available to that game. I got an email from the Browns. I go, whoa, I didn't know. People are already bailing. I assume they sold all those tickets completely out, but I don't know what's going on. They're fucking five and three, everybody. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have tickets available for the rest of the games at home. I don't know if they up the capacity or what, but that may change within the next hour or so. This is not a good time to up the capacity. Definitely not a good time for that. On. Yeah, yeah. We got hammered in an email by somebody. Um they basically said, why are we going to give the Browns a pass against the Raiders when we're, you know, we played so well against the Bengals and the weather and it's like what, what are you going to do? You know? I mean, you're going to lose those games from time to time. So I re-listened to the episode. I mean, I, I think we touched on it, but there's not that much deeper to it. There's it's we could not stop the run and we did not run enough. And that was it. Like, I don't know where this guy pulled the stat. It says he kept saying top 10 worst weather of all time in Cleveland on November 1st. 
What kind of fuck is that? That's not first of all, that game was windy. It wasn't the worst weather in Cleveland. I live here. I can tell you that was not a top ten. I was still wearing sandals and shorts to go to my garage to grab a beer. It's, it, it was not a top ten worst weather day. Probably not worst weather overall. That wind was was insane. The way that it was taking those kicks from from left to right and right to left was just nuts. So, so if anything, it's 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 a reason to give a pass. You know what I mean? I mean, you got to win those games. It's Cleveland, but. You know, the weather's the great equalizer, they always say. I can't give it a pass, but, you know, the things that, that we didn't do, it, it's, it, it, it comes down to just very specific things. You, you know, you couldn't get off the field on third and fourth down. We had mentioned, I, th- I think it was um, 13 out of 14 fourth down attempts have converted for the Browns opponents. That's fucking awful. Um, if you're going to give uh, you know Josh Jacobs 31 carries, and he's just going to pound the rock, get first downs, and and control the clock. That's how you lose football games. Very easy. And then we kept trying to run play action passes, and the Raiders didn't pass well either. It's not like Baker did considerably worse. Um, but the you know the, the crossing routes and the different things we tried just were not working. So feed Kareem Hunt, feed Dearness Johnson, give Dontrell Hilliard some carries. I don't give a shit. But they had backup offensive linemen in, and they still dominated and booker even it was a Devonte booker he ran very well he's made a case for himself in oakland and we had and and even Carr had some really annoying very nice runs as well so they just did it on the ground we couldn't stop anybody and we couldn't run the ball enough yeah they made plays we didn't and they, they, i mean there's not much more to talk about but also also the 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 dildo that emailed us also got shitty because we talked politics in the biggest election of our <laughs> lifetime. You wouldn't say, FYI, 81 of our 88 counties in Ohio may not agree with you politically. Just looking at my TV. This is no way my own political declaration, but merely an advisory to a media-based entity. First of all, no. we're a couple drunks talking about sports. I don't know. Uh, media-based entity, like, slow, slow down a little bit, you know? It's, a couple of regional stand-up comedians. Like, I mean, no, we're not employed by the goddamn media. And also, fucking t- take a deep breath, all you assholes out there, from both sides. If somebody says something you don't like politically, does not mean you need to shut down immediately. Fucking one side wants to call the other snowflakes all the time, but both sides are a bunch of snowflakes. Nobody's fun. Everybody sucks. We'll stop talking politics because this is not goddamn worth it, but it was the fucking election of a lifetime. We, we made mention of it. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we really don't care to talk about it anymore, but yeah, if we're going to say something on here, we can say it as our fucking podcast. Suck our yeah. dicks. Suck our dicks. We make zero money off of this, so <laughs> fuck yourselves. That's it. If you want to buy ad space, if you have a small business, another podcast, anything you want to promote, email us, TencentBeerLife.com. We would love to do some reads. Uh, we got one that may be in the works. I don't know. So uh, just, you know, that's always an option. If you want to send us money, if you like it enough, you know, we, we would like to make some money so we can we can go to the halftime huff, you know, once COVID's lifted. And- yeah. If you're paying us, you could tell us to shut up about politics. Absolutely. We would. If you want, well, we'll start. A, we'll let you know if you want to send us a monthly payment of five dollars. We'll tell you where the halftime off is. I mean, well, <laughs> you just gotta you can slide into those DMs. We would like you to know, make you know we are prostitutes. We will do whatever the money tells us to do. We'd like to make that clear. Yeah, if you guys want, you can pay us, and we'll turn this into a completely political, you know, 
we'll, we'll get a show on Newsmax, the new, uh, the new the Fox News. That's fake news too. You got to go to Newsmax. That's the new one. So uh, let's not go down this. Let's not go no. down this. Yeah. So uh, the other thing in the email, they talked about. Um, it's like somebody was drunk and wrote this email. It's all over the place. It's like pissed about politics, and then it starts. Bastion Browser says, anyways, can you talk about the 16-team NFL playoff scenario? Uh, it sounds fairly reasonable, and since it's 2020, we all know anything's in play. So basically, to allude to that, right now the NFL has expanded the playoffs to 14 teams currently. Um, so they get one – What? what is it? Everybody who wins their division gets a bye yes. as it stands. And as then, it stands. Uh, and then if it was 16 teams, I was reading that they would switch it to winning percentage being the uh, metric to get the buys. And the, the the way that they would switch to a 16-team playoff is if meaningful games down the stretch get canceled due to COVID. Yeah. Rather than say, you know, the Titans, you know, didn't play this game because they got COVID or the other team they were playing and they were on the bubble. They didn't get in. Because of it, we'll just open up another spot and go that way. So, um, all Sarge said, you know, if we can get some COVID teams and, uh, you know, maybe maybe we rest up right before the playoffs. Maybe we go down, you know, get some COVID, you know, week 14 and miss a meaningful game and, uh, you know, uh, get some an extra bye week and expand the playoffs. You know, we might be it. We Browns might have a it. very easy schedule ahead of them. I'm, well, we got the Ravens and the Steelers and the Titans. Uh, Titans look like they just got handled by Cincinnati. Um, their defense is rough. So if we can stop, although, you know, this is this is the, the Derrick Henry time of year. Derrick Henry's numbers in November and December every year. When it gets cold, nobody wants to tackle that big motherfucker. Everything hurts a little bit more when it's cold out. And Derrick Henry just dominates late in the year. When people are hurting and they're cold, is Derrick Henry time. So I don't know if we're going to be able to do anything versus them, but I'm not as afraid of as afraid of them as as you know the Bengals and they're not the Bengals, the Ravens and the Steelers. But coming up is Jacksonville and Houston. And then you have um the the I think the Giants and the Jets, right? We get both, both the shitty New York teams. Yes. Derrick Henry, what the fuck's up with his hair, man? Did you ever just ponder his hair? It's just Back in that thing, it looks like the tail of a kimono dragon. He's a badass dude, man. I remember Don Terry Poe when he got drafted having pretty similar hair, and he looked like a fucking minotaur walking out of the state. <laughs> badass. King Henry. He just got yeah. let go. Remember Don Terry Poe being a 350-pound man running a sub-540, getting drafted is by that I think where, the is that, is that what he ran? Yes. Didn't he go, didn't he go to uh, – he went to Memphis, right? Didn't he go to Carolina? Yeah. Was it drafted by the Panthers? No. Uh-uh. He was Chiefs. He was Chiefs? He was okay. Chiefs. Who was the big um, fat ass that the Panthers drafted a few years ago? I don't know. I don't uh, Star Lotulele? Yeah, is that it? Kid from Utah? With the heart murmur or yeah, whatever? I'm, yeah, I'm getting them confused. They're, you know, all fat people look alike. So. <laughs> they they picked who I actually wanted for the Browns. Number, You know, my my top guy I wanted to see on the Browns if he fell was Derek Brown. Really? Yes, because uh, you know how I feel about our defensive tackle situation and being up the middle. 
Um, I, you know, it was a pretty deep class of, of offensive tackles. And I kept hearing that Ezra Cleveland out of Boise state was somebody they liked a lot, or maybe that, uh, Austin Jackson from USC could have been somebody mm-hmm. to plug in there and, and take a little bit later. But, um, I had not felt great about the defensive tackle situation. And, and a guy like that, when you watch Auburn last year, you could not help, but notice number five, every goddamn game. He was just a beast. And I like him. Yeah, I uh, we, we'll address that. I mean, the offensive line was such a problem, and it looks like they just went out and they were like, "We got to protect Baker." And so, I mean, I think they were just going to address that off the bat. Like, I Derek Brown got taken, so Jedrick Wills was absolutely my my number two guy. And for a while, before was, I was really that did guy, there was that whole slew. There was that Ma- was Malcolm Beacom, and there was there was a whole Malcolm slew. Malcolm Beacom. What the, what the hell is the guys the Jets took? I don't remember his name. Mackay Becton. Mackay Becton. I don't know what the hell I just said. I'm tired. I, I drank a bunch last night. I'm sorry. I just I need to look some stuff up. But anyways, yeah, um, was, was Will's your guy there? I mean, was that who you liked? Yeah. So uh, I I definitely did not want Andrew Thomas, who ended up being the first one taken, and who has apparently been a train wreck um, for the Giants. And I liked Worfs as well, but I Worfs everybody had said would have been more of a right tackle. And um, apparently, Wills, you know, he had played right tackle in college, and for a while, I was like, well, fuck that. I, mean, I don't want to see, you know, if you can't be the left tackle on your offense in college, you know, that that is the more prestigious spot where typically teams put their guys. But with Tua being a lefty, I've forgotten about that aspect. Second, I, I read about that, and then started, you know, looking at the the kind of shit that guy does with his feet. And his power, I was like, yes, absolutely, this is the guy. And I think he's having a very good year. Um, there's a a pretty steep learning curve for for offensive linemen, especially tackles in the NFL. Um, and he, he, I think he's doing a good job overall. And I think he's going to get better, and he's going to be a very good player in this league. Of course, yeah. Once he, he almost looks like he's still got that. I don't know. I don't want to call it baby fat, but he's just. He looks like he's going to size up a little bit in the NFL. I think he's going to become more of a man as he gets older. I yeah. That's, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if those are the right words, but you know what I mean? I know what you mean. And I think he's actually, you know, just kind of looking at him. I, I don't see m- much of a change happening. He still, he d- does have the quick feet with that body type. And he, like his family, I guess, had more of a, a basketball background. Um, but he, I, I could see him being more of a Jason Peters kind of tackle than a Joe Thomas kind of tackle uh, where he does have that, fatter upper body but you know dancing I'm not, hating, kind of I'm not hating him you know I, I like the fat guys but yeah hell yeah oh what else do we want to talk about there's not much i the, the, the tribe we had uh mentioned oh yeah yeah, 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 a yeah. Bit. uh cleveland indians have let santana walk but i've i've heard that they're gonna let him test free agency and then are interested in in you know offering less money but he was making fucking 20 million dollars you can't uh, on base percentage is great but it's great typically because you can find guys that have higher on base percentages and lower classic metrics like batting average, home runs, RBIs. Um, you can find the guys with the on base percentage and get them at, at a cheaper rate. But if you're paying $20 million for a guy hitting 200 and, <laughs> you know, two years ago, yeah, he, he, was, he was pretty damn good hitting, I don't remember, maybe 240 with 25, 28 home runs. That's still twenty million dollars is is a lot for a guy like that. So you know if we can get Carlos Santana back at a decent rate, awesome. 
Um, Brad Hand, let him walk. I don't care. We'll, Karen Jack's coming up. Um, Maton, we got guys that, that can carry the bullpen. And I'm tired of watching Brad Hand be a typical Cleveland closer that puts you know three guys on and gives you a heart attack. Um, Frankie, though, the, the talks are now that Frankie will not be in an Indians uniform ever again. I'm sad about that. For yeah, sure. He's very, very likable. Ultra likable. But I'm very curious to see how much he gets. And I do not see... I, I just... I know that the Indians cannot pay top, top dollar. And a lot of people are going to argue, yes, you can. I would rather see them not leverage that much money and to spend it in other places. Like I'm not one of the apologists that are going to say, you know, they're not making the money. Don't spend it at all. Fucking spend some of it. You goddamn assholes. I, you don't have to spend the $30 million a year that, that Lindor is going to get, but fucking spend some of it. And this, the, this crop of free agents isn't great. Personally, I'd like to see Michael Brantley signed again, bring back Michael Brantley for about $10 million. We can do that. Um, and then, uh, Marcelo Zuna, I think that he's somebody that would be within our price range. You pay him around twenty million dollars um, for about three years, and where where where, where is he, who is he? I mean, for the rest of America that doesn't give a shit about baseball, <laughs> let us know who this is. Who's who's this guy that you you like? He is an outfielder that had just played for the Braves. He's going to be thirty years old this this next year. Um, not the best defensive guy, but. It kind of has been projected as, as you know, in his older years, as somebody that's going to be comparable to a Nelson Cruz or an Edwin Encarnacion. Going to give a little bit of power, pretty good contact hitter. Um, let's get a goddamn bat in the outfield. I'm I'm very very tired of the Delino De Shields experiment that failed. Um, I don't want to see Luplo get nearly as much playing time. I I personally think Naquin's just fine to keep on the roster, have him be a rotational guy. Um, but you know, for the most part, most of these free agents are pretty old this year. A lot of them are starting pitchers like Trevor Bowers, you know, going to be getting a contract again. He's not, Fine, not paid. Dude. I'm sure he's, on, he's, uh, he's out, out there right now going like, I will go and sign with whatever fan base, uh, follows me the most on Twitter or on <laughs> social media is what he's saying right now. He's like, I'm crazy. I'll do it. I'll do yeah. it. I'll do it. Yeah. He is crazy. He will. And like he went and he's like shit on the Astros, and then he just took pictures and posted them where he's like fucking down in Houston visiting the Astros. Like he doesn't give a shit. I, 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 I thought he was. I love yeah. that. Dude, I like that he's low key and he's head. got like a chubby baby body, but he somehow figured out how to throw baseballs ninety five miles an hour. Do you ever read that article? He has like very. He has like diagnosed low testosterone. Really? No, I didn't know that. I know he's a little bit on the spectrum, it seems, and definitely on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, well, he doesn't like that, uh, but he is. Yeah, for sure. His social skills are lacking. He's hilarious. I I miss him uh, so much. I'm going to miss Frankie too. I've actually got to watch Frankie. Uh, I lived in Akron when he was down there for the Rubber Ducks, and we went to Rubber Ducks games all the time. So I saw him there. I saw him play for the Clippers. I saw Mel, my niece was getting honored for like, you know, book it. And they got tickets to the Lake County captains and it was take your dog night. And, uh, young, young Frankie Lindor was playing for the Lake County captain. So I got to watch him at every level. Uh, I've never seen anybody else, uh, like that. 
Yeah. I know they all go through it, but I mean, I personally, he's like the one player that I can pinpoint seeing him play at every level. So it'd be so nice if they pay him a bunch of money. And he's like a guy that there's very few faces of baseball that will actually transcend what they do on the field and kind of be an off the field star. These days, it's very hard to come by. Um, And Frankie has has been kind of that and has the potential to be more of that. And who knows how much money that actually brings an organization. So there is an argument to be made to keeping him. I just, I think that if the Dolans were to pay him, they would close their, their wallets to everybody else moving forward. And we would just see mediocre baseball. Like it's very, very hard to make the argument for the, the Dolans to shell out that money and then to keep shelling out more money until we're world series champions. Um, you know, we are going to have to pay Shane Bieber. Eventually we're going to see Jose Ramirez walk, which Goddamn, that's the guy that I'll really miss. I love Jose Ramirez. And he's a, an MVP finalist this year. And everybody wants yeah. to cry about Frankie Lindor. Frankie had a very fair season. Shortened season, fluke season, whatever you want to say. But, you know, Jose had that ultra weird slump that lasted for an eternity. But other than that, he has been a top-notch MVP candidate multiple times in his career now. I don't think that Frankie's had the same success that he has. As far as, as as advanced metrics go, typically they they actually favor, and I, I could be talking out of my ass if anybody. I'm not looking it up, but I'm going based off of memory. <laughs> um, Jose, for a, a, other than that crazy slump, has been way up there in in the wins above the replacement and uh, been a, a, a advanced metric sweetheart. And he is just one of the more fun, cocky little assholes to watch play the game. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to suck if the, the, the band breaks up for sure because it has been – that World Series run uh, was fantastic. I, oh, my God. I had more fun watching that than I did the Cavs, and I love the Cavs. The Cavs are they're, – they're, they're 1A and 1B with the Browns for me. Um, People have been screaming about the window, the championship window, why you have the club-friendly contracts with a Frankie Lindor and the – we have we have had uh, Jose Ramirez on the most club friendly contract oh, for in sure. all of baseball. They they really got him. Um, the window that's closing that I'm worried about, and why I've been screaming for them to pay money to people in the past couple of years, like should have paid a Nick Castellanos, should have kept Michael Brantley. Um, you know, bring somebody in for some money. Don't just fucking sell Corey Kluber for Delano DeShields, who fucking sucks, and then horse steroid taking Emmanuel Classe, which hopefully he pans out. We haven't had a guy that throws 100 miles per hour in a while or ever, but, you know, the guy's taking horse steroids, and now he's on a, he had an 80-game suspension. Unreal. <laughs> but, you know, instead of selling off assets, spend some goddamn money because the window that's closing is the Terry Francona window. We have had the best manager in baseball. That 2016 World Series, he managed circles around Madden. He is one of the best baseball minds out of there. And yeah, he's frustrating at times with the way that he, you know, can start playing playoff baseball in in random games in in June, and um, the way he'll, you know, play the matchups a little too uh, close to the vest and keep guys keep switching guys out when some people think they should leave people in, but. Overall, he's the best manager in baseball, and, and I don't think that you can ever downplay the the kind of effect he has on a clubhouse. He's probably the best clubhouse manager like ever, but his health is not great. We will not have him for much longer. We didn't have him this whole year, and that's what I'd like to see is, is, is the Indians win a World Series with Terry Francona specifically because once he's gone, I think 
it's going to be a much different team. Do you think do you think the, the players leaving uh, is going to help him decide, hey, maybe it's time to hang these up? I mean, you, you lose a guy like Frankie, and then, you know, depending on what the ownership does with the rest of the guys and what they don't do with that money that's freed up, I mean, do you think it's – where 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 do you think the window's at? I guess is the question. I'm I think it's one hundred percent on what the doctors tell him he can and can't do because at this point he's he's had the heart issues, he had uh, gastrointestinal issues, he did have some sort of surgery uh, during the year. Like he's he's just deteriorating physically. So it, I think it's more that and how long his heart can actually, you know, not his metaphorical heart, his actual heart can keep him managing baseball i think he'll stay with the team but i think he's gotten the the whole dolan concept uh, this entire time and i think that a manager like him is going to appreciate um a churn off and antonetti more than a lot of different managers are and he's going to see the big picture of things are this city is and fan base are so goddamn ungrateful for how amazing our front office has been this whole time holy shit so they're going to reload we'll we'll find younger guys we'll have guys come up and I think we'll we'll remain playoff contenders for a little while longer, at least. Well, I guess we'll wrap up uh, with this. Frankie's going to go, and I think, you know, you said about you know he can transcend a team. I I think he's you know his best bet is to go to a baseball market. Uh, Cleveland is not. I mean, it's just it hasn't been for years now. Uh, yeah. A couple of the teams that are interested in the Phillies. Uh, I don't see him going to the Phillies because uh, Santana spent some time there and probably trashed him to him, and they're fairly close. Plus but, Bryce Harper. You got to go play with Bryce Harper. Right. How the fuck did the Phillies have that much money to spend? I don't I don't get it. Why do the Why are the Phillies able to spend top, top dollar? Yeah, I mean, I don't – I mean, they're, they're football town too. I mean, are they just – they're getting Bryce Harper just to try to put asses in seats apparently, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, big free agent will do that. Then the, the Mets and the Yankees are, are both names that have come up. And I mean, as much as I don't want to see him play for the Yankees, man, that would be huge for him personally. Go to the Mets. I hope he goes to, if he's going to go to one of those teams, <laughs> the Mets, absolutely. But um, the Blue Jays are on there. The Cardinals, fuck the Cardinals. I, I don't like the Cardinals at all. I like the Cardinals. That's a top notch, classy organization there. That's a, That's a great baseball town. Yeah, that's all they care about there. I mean, I I think that would be a great fit. Uh, the Dodgers wanted them, but they're not going to go after them anymore. Um, I think there was one other team that they listed, but I don't remember. I think I covered it. The Blue Jays, did I say the Blue Jays? The Blue Jays, you're interested in, in them as well. So, Yeah, you did say the Blue Jays. I just, I just we, we just got to make sure we get the right haul for this. We just got to make sure we get the, the right pieces. And I do trust um, – you know the front office to find those those right guys. It's a shame that the Padres don't want to make more trades with us because I feel like we just keep raiding their cabinet every single time <laughs> any, any deal gets done. We take something nice from the Padres. Um, Yasiel Puig too. That was a guy I didn't mention. I'm I'm shocked that nobody picked up Yasiel Puig for this season. That's a hell of an arm to have in right field. Yeah, that is crazy. I didn't realize he didn't even play anywhere. I see that big of an asshole. I think so, but I also like that, that he does have some fighting him. Like there were some some different like when he was with the the Reds, and the Reds are a team that like to start some shit. And they had a couple of uh, fights with like the the Pirates. And I remember seeing Yasio Puig really mixing it up and then yelling at his teammates for not mixing it up enough in those brawls. And I was like, 
that's a guy I like. Who was the fucking there's oh god, the Reds pitcher, uh God damn it, he kicked that dude in the face. He like this is years ago in a fight and he grabbed the net and he like jumped up and he kicked somebody in the face. It was a badass fight. I remember uh, that, but that sounds awesome. I'll send it to you. I, I'm sure I'll get a bunch of messages like you fucking idiot. You don't remember who that is. Everybody in Lima uh, uh, is a I don't know if I've mentioned this, is a Browns and Reds fan. Yeah, I remember you saying that. That's that's strange to me. Yeah, I think it I think it has to come down to TV, is the only thing I can think of, but uh, so they'll they'll give me shit because I, I I've went to many Reds games and I can't remember this guy's name, but uh, it was badass. He kicked somebody in the face. I'll send you the video. It was sweet. You remember uh, when Chan Ho Park had had diarrhea? No. <laughs> he's like sick for a game, and he's like, you know, in in his culture, saying you have diarrhea is like I had a medical issue, but in our culture, and we just take it as a joke. And there's a video of him, um, like telling, uh, like reporters, I, "Oh yeah, I, I had diarrhea," and everybody's snickering and trying not to laugh the whole time. He's like offended by it. funny. <laughs> I couldn't remember the guy's name, and I had to search Asian baseball diarrhea because I couldn't <laughs> remember what his ethnicity was specifically. That's awesome. I, I was at the game where Joe Pa ran across the field at Ohio State. To uh, go take a shit. I remember um, that halftime. Yeah, I was like, "What? What is he doing?" And everybody's like, "He was going to take a shit." Fuck that old guy. Yeah, going the toilet. Yeah, he's dead now. Good for him. Good uh, Well, on that note, I think I think that's it. Uh, fuck Joe Pa. Yeah. <laughs> um, Buckeyes look good, but we, you know they always do until they play. Oh, did they beat Rutgers? Did they yeah, beat Rutgers? I, I, awesome. I said, I said, I said they look good. They beat somebody. You know, I didn't even watch the game. <laughs> Apparently, our second string kind of got beat up a little bit by Rutgers in the second half, and people are saying we, we suck now. And That's I don't good. care. I, I hate you guys so much because of that. <laughs> like, hey, if you're taking anything away from a Rutgers game, that's not a loss, like or, or a close game. Like you murdered Rutgers. Congratulations. Don't read too far into it. They shouldn't have played each other. Yeah, our quarterback has more touchdowns than incompletions right now. It's insane. So. I don't know. I found myself for the first time ever. Uh, yeah, I said we were done, but I was watching that Clemson Notre Dame game, and I was rooting for Notre Dame in that game, and I was disgusted with myself. <laughs> but it, if you know, it sucks because every time you hear about the South and the SEC and all these Southern teams and how football's king down there, and back in the '90s, growing up, it was the fucking Midwest, and nobody's been pulling their weight around here except for Ohio State, and it's. It's about time for the Michigans and the Penn States and the fucking Notre Dames to pull their weight. And that was good to see. Uh, we need to make Midwest football great again, you know? I'm rooting with Wisconsin. I think I like them the most. Uh, they shit the bed all the time. And they, now they all just got COVID, but they got that sweet young quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but Wisconsin's fake. I mean, they're fake good. I, I guess I can talk shit, but I'll, I'll digress. I like, I mean, to pull myself out of it, I like Wisconsin. It's a football program. They run the ball. They play hard-nosed football. But they're no better than Iowa to me. They're like they're like a I like Iowa, Iowa too. Until yeah, I've heard all the stories about their program and apparently how shitty they are to any minority player. Oh uh, well, we'll touch on that. I always loved parents until I heard that story. That's terrible. Yeah, it's it's a good time out there. Uh, I went out there and uh, went to a road game and uh, yeah, had a, had a hell of a time. Good story. I'll, we'll we'll talk about the Iowa trip sometime. Kirk Ferentz was a was a, a coach on the '95 Browns. One of the many enormous names that came out of that '95 Browns staff. 
We should we should do it. We should do a, a ninety five Browns uh, coaching tree. I would love to. Cool, cool. Well, that'll do it, guys. You'll have to catch that another week. Uh, as always, I'm uh, Kyle. I was going to say I'm Brian. Yeah. I'm, not. I'm Kyle too. <laughs> All right, go Browns. Go Browns.